Hello and welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. I'm really excited because for the next seven days, Victor's going to come on the podcast with me and talk about chakra healing and really give some valuable insight into how you can use this concept of chakra healing, energetic healing, and apply it to your everyday life so you can live happier, healthier, chase your dreams, even amidst this crazy world it seems like we live in right now. There are so many tangible things you can do, and hopefully we inspire you to do these things that can make such a difference in how your days feel. All right, so without further ado, let's get into day one, the root chakra. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. All right. Welcome, Victor, to the back of our truck. This is not how we normally used to spend the time in the back of the truck. (laughs) You went there. I can't believe you went there. (laughs) Oh, man. So we have been together for like, geez, almost 30 years. You know, I'm 28 years, I guess. And, you know, when we first started dating, I bet you never thought you'd be in the back of the truck talking about root chakra healing. Absolutely never did I think we were talking about root chakra. <laughs> you know, I think going back to what you just said is that I you meet and you're trying to, in general, hi, at least I do, I did, uh, hide all those weaknesses and just show your best side. But you're with someone long enough that's completely exposed. Or either it's exposed or the compensations get more significant and then there's issues and then... Uh, you know, but people struggle and then they don't realize that there could be what they're bringing to the table if they never brought that up, right? Oh my gosh, so true because I think that's exactly what it is. Like with enough time, I know people are like, oh, we've never fought. I mean, what We went like 15 years without our first fight. And true. then it just seemed like it got more and more and more. And it's because I think that most people uh, do want to hide those flaws. They don't want to address them. And then they just flee from them and it ends up being divorced. And I'm like, I'm really grateful. That's why I asked Victor to start talking about this with me on the podcast. I'm so grateful that he has these hard talks or that he allows himself to expose these. And it's not to say that I haven't um, done them. It's just, I think uh, going through so many pregnancies and childbirths and you just end up having to face your own self-doubt in a different realm. At least I think for me it did. So we're going to talk about root chakra. And I think if you followed this podcast, or you follow me on other social media, or if you're on the app, I hope you're on the app, get on the app. You need to be on the app. This is where the self-growth happens. Well, if you're against self-growth, then definitely don't get on the app because it's mostly about that. But if you're into that and you want to have deeper relationships, because you'd say overall, it's probably some of these hard talks will probably make our relationship better. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think that's, that's where people, you have to go through some challenge, um, before you get to that 
right? So, so a lot of people will uh, steer away from it, like, ah, just, you know, go, let's go on a trip and that'll fix it. Or let's have another kid, that'll fix it. And that doesn't do that. Yeah, it's asking why, whenever you, if you first find a desire, ours in the our case was like, I had a desire to escape the rat race. Victor's like, okay, whatever, sure. I have, he has a desire to be next to me. And so you follow that desire till it hits a roadblock. And when you hit that roadblock, you pursue what you think you want and you hit that roadblock. That's your opportunity right there to either figure out, am I pursuing what really, really I want? Or am I using this thing that I'm pursuing to compensate or hide something else? So let's go. Root chakra is all about forming your safety, security, forming your tribe. So it's really um, a reflection of your early years of childhood. If you felt safe, if you felt secure, um, and going into that a little bit. um, Well, I I, know. I mean, I think one of the most powerful things about this, and, you know, we've been traveling full time uh, for the past six years. And so my root chakra issues really came up once we started traveling again. Now, fast forward to uh, what's currently happening in the world. I needed to adjust and pivot for my clients because I saw them in them with great amplitude. Like, man, something's going on. These people can't, they're, the last thing they need is an intense workout right now. And so I needed to adjust. And I think it was a beautiful thing because um, how my personality is always about helping others before I help myself. But I saw them as a mirror like, oh, I can see it quite definitely. And so it for, it helped me to understand what was going on and be empathetic to not only them, but really myself. And real quick too, uh, I think we've talked about it before, but we can do others. Uh, Victor's uh, YouTube channel has a ton of videos on adrenal exhaustion, but you know, 12, 11 or 12 years ago, Victor had severe adrenal exhaustion. It was a really hard time for us for about um, six months were really intense. And then it got a little bit better over time, but that's what we're seeing in people is in, uh, and ultimately that was root chakra. It, a big absolutely. part of it was root chakra. Almost. Yeah. Tons of root chakra blockages cause uh, that, that adrenal exhaustion and what you're going to see in adrenal exhaustion is people become extremely anxious. Um, you know, that's what he had his first panic attack. If and last. And last. That's <laughs> Hopefully. Right. Um, tons of digestion issues. Uh, couldn't recover from workouts. Um, Food allergies, muscle, you know, workout uh, aches and pains that would not go really away. Emotional. Sleep problems. You know, the, it was really, it was really diverse and it's, and the symptoms that I had. And so, you know, you can go into the doctor. I got all of these things. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we can't treat you for all of this. Oh, yeah, actually, we can. Here's some Xanax. Here's some antidepressants. I'm like, wait, I'm not depressed. And I'm not an anxious person. And I'm like, well, take the medicine. Take the medicine. Take the medicine. You take a, you know, you take one pill. And I go, I work with kids and and adults all day. And at, I remember at that point, I wouldn't even have a beer. You know, I wouldn't drink at all. I think now I'll have a little more sensible. I have some wine or I have a beer with Robin. But back then I wouldn't touch it because I didn't want it to impact my my fitness, my leanness. And I would have, I, I remember taking my first Xanax and I'm like, oh my gosh, Robin, I feel like I had six beers. I can't work like this. There has to be another way. Um, but we get a little sidetracked there um, with the, the root so the, chakra issues, right? So the root chakra has always been a little bit of an issue. So 
my step one is like identify your symptoms. If you feel like you're struggling with these things, then know that it's not necessarily a health issue. It's a blocked energy issue that's manifesting or showing itself in your health, in your thoughts. You know, your subconscious brain controls 95% of your thoughts. So you might consciously not realize that That you're you're thinking about it. Yeah. But the other thing is, uh, our addiction to stress is so high. We don't, we consider it normal now. We as a society. So if you are comparing yourself to somebody else, you're like, well, I'm not that stressed. You need to look first at what is your tolerance for stress or what is your tolerance for fear? I know for Victor, he was like always been a nervous person, always been the one. Watch out, watch out, watch out, be careful. Because that's what he was told when he was a kid constantly. And so his tolerance for fear was much higher than my tolerance for fear. Like, I don't, I don't really like the, you know, you get me on the sharp end of a rope, I get a little bit more scared, but even that's decreasing. So noticing that, um, maybe Victor, you could come in and tell me, tell them like, what are the first things that you feel like you've done to decrease this? Because overall it's coming down. It's probably not down as much as you'd like it to be eventually, but what do you think has helped you the most in healing the root chakra? I think having an, you know, we say the word mindfulness and we, I'm sure in this podcast, you guys say that word often, but having an understanding that when your physical body starts sending you signals, how you interpret that. So let's go backwards again. And when, when I was working out and going through my adrenal fatigue and, um, I remember having, having a background in physical therapy, I prided myself on being able to solve just about every, any injury with clients. And at the time, uh, I was already having sleep abnormalities. I was having some digestive issues. I was having all sorts of stuff. But in the gym, I would have, oh, the shoulder's bothering me. Okay, throw some therapy on it. Okay, uh, my knee's bothering me. Oh, throw some therapy on it. Um, But then eventually, you get so many aches and pains that you don't realize like, oh, there's something else at work. And so when you get hurt, and this is someone that's talking from a background of physical therapy, Try to instead of go, oh, you know, my I pulled my calf muscle, for example, which out of nowhere uh, when I was in the middle of my adrenal fatigue. And and that was a big sign because I'm like, well, my calf is having problems. If you're having any issues, hips, knees, ankles, um, any of those major any of those joints, there's a good chance. Yes, you could have an acute trauma where someone hits you, you're playing football, and and your knee goes backwards. Okay, that's that's not an, that's not an, uh, a root chakra issue. That's the, someone's helmet hitting you. But if you're having these nagging aches and pains, you don't feel stability in there. You have to address that root chakra. So having an understanding that the mind is impacting the body, the mind is impacting the body, and being able to translate that not only into your physical body, but understand that there might be a mental link to any one of those things, and then taking a step further and go, okay, let me address it a little bit, the physical, nurture my physical quotient, nurture my physical body, but then let's look deeper and go, why could that be bothering me? Okay, so this really came to, came to um, I want to say to yeah. a head, but it really like, he really did push through this element of it. Uh, I'd say four or five months ago, he went back to San Diego to work. And, you know, we've talked about for the last year, a lot in our family, like, oh, that's your root chakra. Oh, that's your sacral chakra. Oh, that's your Manipura. And he's like, do I have any 
chakra that works. I'm like, well, not really, but it's but they're getting closer. And so, <laughs> they're all they're all clogged. They're clogged. Or what would happen for him is that, so basically he had an overactive. He did have a heart, big heart chakra, but it ended up being overcompensating, which isn't healthy either, because then you end up, which is normal for, you know, type twos, type sixes a little bit, type nines, you overgive. And then now you're, now your heart chakra is like basically working too hard. Yeah. Then um, that's where we lead to re- resentment and burnout and eventually like explosion, s- implosions like, everyone. yeah. So what happened, he went to San Diego and he comes back and we went on a road trip for those two weeks and came back and he had like the worst sciatica. Like he had never had sciatica. He couldn't even Ever. walk, couldn't sleep, couldn't, oh, it was I, so bad. Oh yeah. I kind of forgotten about that. That's what triggered. That's what I think made the biggest jump up because before he'd be like, okay, yes, I have fear. Okay. I'm going to pretend I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Nope. I'm not scared. Oh my gosh. What happened? What was that sound? Is that, that jumpy, jumpiness? And I'm like, okay. And so he had sciatica really bad. And you know, it's one thing when it comes from a wife, you're like, yeah, yeah, shut up, stop nagging. But when it comes from your daughter, then it's a little bit more receptive to be like, okay, maybe, maybe my daughter, you know, she doesn't have this, this same relationship with me where that spouses end up. And so she said, like, she started saying like, dad, it's because of your kidney meridian. Remember? Yeah. And so started looking more more into that the was more, kidney meridian. That was meridian. more ultimately related because at that point I'd had a knee, a sort of a nagging knee thing that wouldn't go away. And I, sure, certainly I've uh, from doing jujitsu, I remember um, kind of tweaking it from time to time, and it felt more and more unstable on one side. But I just thought, well, you know, it's a combat sport. I'm sure I've done a little damage. It, I'm just gonna, it, it'll heal. And then you go through what year and a half. <laughs> I'm like, no it's not healing you know at this point i haven't trained in a while <laughs> Boo-hoo. i'm gonna get back to it it's That's like those people are like pura. i have a bad back you haven't from football you that haven't played football in 30 years. That is not what's going it's, on, it's you a, guys. Sometimes that's a story people end up telling themselves to compensate for that as opposed to, like, let's deal with uh, the deeper issues that are at play to help you come to that. I mean, I know the strength training. I know how if you have a bad back, this is how we deal with it. It's actually – I do it all the time with my clients. Beautiful harmony of just enough – to improve its strength, to improve its integrity, to nurture it, and then have a place in the gym or in, during their session to talk about greater things. And, I, it, and it's not a surprise to me how many people, I'd say eight out of 10 people have kind of an existing back, a back thing. Well, we're also in a chronic state of stress, which is related to the adrenal glands and other areas as well. So let's talk about a couple other ways to heal. So you're identifying it by one physical manifestation of any low back, um, knee, ankle injuries, things that won't go away. Then also we've got, I'm not going to get too much into gut health today because um, that's also... too so far old, down there. Yeah. Gut health is definitely a trigger in there. Um, anxiety is an obvious one, but let's, let's talk about the mental aspect of how you fix it. Because yes, Victor can sit there and work with, with clients, with you on physically rehabbing the back. But if you don't get to the issue of like, why is this happening to begin with? I, I promise you the pain just moves to a new joint. 
It, it doesn't, all you, all it ends up doing is like, oh, right, my back feels better, but now I did this and my knee's kind of hurting me yeah. or something. Um, so, so from an energetic mental kosha, you have to sit down and think about like, well, why do I feel unsafe? Like obvious, it's kind of obvious in the world today, but that does not mean that just because there's something to be scared of that we have to choose to be scared. And so one of the things is like, we talk about control. Is it in your control? Then worry about it. Then do something about it. And that's where Manipura comes in. Manipura is your solar plexus. When we can activate our solar plexus, we can diffuse that energy out of the root chakra and put it into the solar plexus chakra. And and it's literally like a um, a gate. You're opening, you're like, okay, I'm going to move water. Or like a dam. Like, you're okay, we're going to move the energy from one spot, move it to another spot, and help it flow better. Um, we can also start thinking about... Um, the stories we're telling ourselves. So so we can move it through action. And I didn't finish up by saying, if it's not in our control, then we have to be a little bit more mentally disciplined to be like, and, and, and that's even moving up to the crown chakra, to just trust, to trust that things are going to work out. Doesn't mean you have to be religious. You can be religious. I think the hard thing is when you become so so caught up in the uh, spiritual bypassing of of my religion is just going to save me. Well, there's a balance here. We're trying to find a balance in all these chakras. And so there should be some interaction, some parts that we're taking into our own control and some parts that we're putting out to the universe to say, hey, I trust this is out of my control. I trust that things will work out because otherwise you're going to have a block root chakra and that's going to be um, a lot of stress. So did you want to add to that? What did I say? Uh, no, uh, I, I, I think as we create this template and I was, I wanted to make sure and Robin and I spoke before we went on about steps so that you have a clear cut. So right now we just talked about step one, first acknowledging your body and nurturing it a little bit like, oh, this is my, oh yes, this is my hip. This is my amazing hip. Like it's not my injured hip. It's not my football hip. It's not my uh, a hamster. I had one client call it a hamster hip. I remember. <laughs> um, um, it's not hamster hip. It's like honor it, nurture it in a uh, in a sort of compassionate way. Don't beat the snot out of it. And also, rarely is doing nothing the best choice. I say this all the time. Oh, my back hurts. I don't want to use it. Well, it's going to stay that way. So we want to use it. And that's little Tommy John. He says, move it a shit ton, right? Um, and uh, that is critical. And then acknowledging what else is at play. And then you just touched on the next part, right? Yeah. So then the, you know, we, we are wired. Our primal brain is wired to affirm our addiction to stress or our addiction to being a victim. And we see this a ton right now in the world. And you're not, if you're listening, you're not like that. You want something more. I know you wouldn't listen to me on podcasts if you were like, oh no, I'm just going to, I'm just stuck. Being stuck is just so great. You want more. And so what you have to do is script out a different story. You have to be able to identify like, oh, I'm playing that victim mindset. Oh, I'm addicted to stress. I'm creating excuses. I'm saying it over and over. What you do is you have to script out in your mind the positive which is easiest to start by scripting out on paper the positive. What do you want to feel like? That's great that, you know, you can tell, write out your past story. I was, you know, I was a poor kid and I had this trauma and nobody ever listened to me and I wanted to feel special, but then you burn it, 
right? That's why everybody always says you burn those beliefs. Literally write it on paper, roll, crumple it in a ball, you burn it. That was you. That is not you now. But the problem is if you don't recognize that, then you stay s- stuck in a loop of every single thing you do today just reaffirms who you believe you were yesterday. And so the only way to escape that is to rewrite that in a positive sense in the present or the future. I am going, I mean, I can tell you, Victor and I, we are recording in the backseat of a truck in a campground and <clears throat> Victor likes being a full-time traveler. Oh yes. yeah. And that was a, there's I mean, just a few, there's just a few things that I'm working on that rattle, uh, my root chakra. Well, and again, this comes back and I don't want to necessarily, just, I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you in your train of thought, I think, but, I know unequivocally the traumas that I faced growing up affect my feeling of security in new areas. 100%. 100%. So we re-roll out of this campground on Thursday um, to a new area. I know I'm going to be a little rattled. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be on edge. Um, I'm going to be a little bit, my blood sugar management is going to be off, but I know now how to deal with that in many ways. And sometimes I I don't deal with it very well, but I have an awesome family who knows potentially what I, what I'm sometimes going through. And so they're, they're accepting of like, Oh, that's just that. Um, but I know how to also go 180 on it. All right. We get to the next spot, stare at nature, sit in nature quietly, get connected back with my breath, nurture myself through some exercise eat an appropriate way, stay away from too many stimulants, stay away from, you know, these are, these are all things that I practice on myself and also in my clients to get them. And these days I'm helping a lot of people with anxiety and adrenal fatigue. I can see it from the outside, like, Oh, this is the mistake you made. And so I do that to myself and I know how to reboot myself faster and faster and faster till I know that this is not going to be an issue. The biggest one right now that I'm personally working on is I'm money poor. I'm like, gosh, darn it. I, you know, Rob, it hit me hard and square between the eyes earlier this week that Rob's like, for me in general, climbing, I enjoy being with my family. It's always been like, if I feel on point, I'll push myself. If I'm not, then I'm not, but I've always just thought, I'm like, ah, it's just not my thing. I don't have a hundred percent vested in it. And then she goes, you know, that's, this is just exactly reliving your trauma. And I'm like, damn it. Cause I know now that the next time I climb, if, if I go, ah, it's no good. I'm coming down that, that I'm literally running from that. And so I have an, a new sort of drive to go, all right, well, am I going to run from that or am I going to face it? And, and I'll happens, let you know where that, how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that you have to, um, that it's, that he's necessarily uh, consciously running from it. What's happening is what really want to take the take home message is subconsciously the brain is remembering the feeling of feeling out of control. So he's on the wall and like he's, he's on top rope, so he can't actually fall. But he could take a swing. And so it feels like out of control. And Mm -hmm. so it means that it triggers the neurological wiring in his brain to when he was a kid experiencing this this abuse out of control. Like I and then we from there, unfortunately, you can end up stacking so many other things. Yes. Fear fear of failure, feel of fear of failure. Ego. Feeling unworthy, feeling unimportant. And then on top of it, so this is why he says Manipura, is it by fleeing from the situation, you're never, you're never creating a, a carrot, 
It's carrots or sticks, right? You have all these sticks, all these failures. Your brain wants to hold on to failure. And you're not able to hold on to a carrot to offset that stick. And it becomes really um, a slippery slope that you can get caught in for so long. So a lot of take-homes today, but I think um, I think it'll be something we we address more and more. Yeah. Um, but, there's a lot on our app, you guys. There's this, if if this is anything that's if res- any of this is resonating with you, the you know I I'm just big on like the next feasible step with all my clients. First step, uh, acknowledging maybe that you have the injury. Maybe you're not even in your body. Maybe you have this ache or pain that's that's we just talked about in all those critical areas that are related to root chakra. First step. That's second step. Second step is as you start to nurture it, nurture it. We have that information. It's very simple to go find. It's simply a Google. Um, or if you just come to the app, I have all that. Okay. Nine out of 10 people respond positively to every, to some of those videos I've created. That's part of the reason I created the therapeutic videos with Robin. Is because like, look, I'm doing some of the same stuff, even though it's slightly different, but they all respond positively. Third, start to acknowledge a deeper um, connection with your body. Um, revisiting the stress state that you're currently at or dealing with some of the like past issues. Again, you don't have to necessarily share it with someone, just essentially bring it out like, oh yeah, you know, this stuff happened to me. That was a rough part. No one's life is perfect. So everyone's got big T trauma or little T trauma in their, in their existence, right? So you don't have to compare yours to someone else's. Once you address that, then, or have some level of respect for that, you can deal with that in a couple ways that work very functionally for me. Um, sit in nature, journal, breath work. And then from there, meditation with intention. Right? Perfect. So, so, so the first step is like, man, I don't know. I, when I first started meditating, uh, you know, I, I thought I was doing it. You, you can't meditate wrong, but there is a, an idea that I think I... Most people I start working with have some level of breathing dysfunction right away. So if you're breathing wrong, your mind's working wrong. If your mind's working wrong, you're in a fighter. That that mind is going to be in a fight or flight state. You're not going to have the cognitive function to even, or that ability, that mental function to even bring awareness to your past and rewire and neuroplasticity and really change how things are evolving in your life. So the first step is breath work to establish like, oh my gosh, I've been breathing through my shoulders. That's why I'm chronically tight through my shoulders. That's why my, I, I sort of feel tense all the time. I'm, I'm mouth breathing, shoulder breathing, I'm not using my diaphragm. So once you start integrating breath work, you're like, oh man, I'm now relaxed. And once you're in that relaxed, that rest to restore state, that's where amazing things can start to happen cognitively and you can start really rewiring. But if you're in that highly alerted state, first step, let's breathe right, okay? Let's nurture the body. Then once you evolve that for significant time, now some people can turn a corner in day one and they'll go, I'm all in, I'll do my breath work in the morning, shift me out, and then in the evening I'll do some deeper holotropic and start to working on focusing, on my life. Your plan, your cycle on how that looks varies per person. Um, some people I've been working with 20 years and they're only barely starting to work on their breath work, uh, understanding that they're in a fight or flight phase. I have some people that week one now will jump into a moderate workout, breath work in the morning, journaling in the evening to start to understand like, all right, I was thinking this and this, man, that's messed up. I'm worried about this one. Generally, I shouldn't be worried about 
And so then that's the, the last evolution, meditation with some intention, working on chakra, chakra healing, understanding your energy flow, and then journaling and visualization. Um, and of course, this goes significantly down the rabbit hole and visualizing your future with such an intensity that you're feeling the emotion in your body, right? Perfect. Do you want to add nope, anything that? I think that's a good, that'll be a wrap right, up for today. Those are your steps. Those are your steps. Go do it or reach out to us.